Hi there, and welcome to the Love or Leave the Law podcast with your hosts, Adam Olette and Casey Berman. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Love or Leave the Law podcast. I'm Casey Berman with my partner and host, Adam Olette. Hi, everybody. Thank you again for joining us. So happy to have you for this episode. This is a continuation of our episode, our last episode. Uh, please check that out. Um, I've been grilling Adam for the past episode or two. I'll do it today and probably in the next episode um, around beliefs and really getting into uh, the way we think, um, the way we, the things we believe and the habits we have and uh, really kind of unpacking these, doing some IRAC on them as to what's the issue here and really getting and showing how Adam's talking to us about how a lot of the beliefs we have can be very limiting. Uh, can really get in the way and be obstacles to us being uh, happy in our legal practice or getting in the way of us, you know, making that career shift and leaving the law. So that's where we are. Um, It's been a phenomenal conversation of really having, for me even, some aha moments around, wait a minute, that's how I think? Oh, God. And it's really helpful uh, for us to kind of revisit this and look critically at how we think, which can then empower us to think differently, whether a wholesale shift or to kind of tweak how we think uh, moving forward to really help us, empower us. And uh, as we make those uh, changes in our life to be happier, more confident, motivated, and so on. So we're going to dive back in. But again, check out the uh, the podcast uh, right before this one. Um, And today, Adam, what I want to get into is an extremely important and also very taboo topic that many of us have beliefs about, whether uh, positive or limiting, and that is about money. And so I know whether you are a lawyer in practice, whether you're someone who feels burdened by, look at the words I'm using, burdened by (laughs) law school debt, uh, whether you feel like you can't make money in a non-law alternative career, you know, tell me Adam, what are some of these beliefs we have about money? Um, you know, where do they come from? And, and what are some tactics we can use to kind of shift how we feel about this oh-so-important thing called money? Well, it was interesting, uh, Casey, this morning when we were talking before this call and you were talking about chatting with your friend and how you put it out there that you wanted to be financially independent. Uh, and you realized that years, he, In three years. Yeah. yeah. Three years. I got a timeline. Yeah. And, and so... You put it out there, and, I, and we talked a little bit about how important putting it out there is to other people because then people may hold you accountable or you'll hold yourself accountable. But interestingly enough, your friend opened up to you about his beliefs, and he really didn't even understand what he was doing. And so part of the problem, as we talked about in the last episode, was is that we don't know what we believe. And for me... What I found was very relevant and, and very uh, entertaining at some parts of, of my uh, path is asking myself questions. What do I believe about money? Yeah. And money is a taboo topic. And, and I know uh, from some of the previous episodes that we've touched on this very, very briefly. But I think when you look at the problems that people have in life, One of the biggest, if not the biggest, is people don't have or they don't have enough money or they don't have the kind of money that they want. Right. Usually, most of us have the amount of money we need. We normally will have what we need to pay our bills. If you don't, you really have some work to do. If you can't pay your bills, then you need to either downsize quickly and at the same time, take a look at what we're talking about here. And so when... 
I looked at what I believed about money, I started to search and research what we believe as a collective. What are the main beliefs uh, that are out there for us in general in this country uh, and the world about money? And right. as you and I have talked about uh, before, money is a bargain for exchange. Do I agree with the money system that we have? No, because when you look at it deeply under a microscope, it's flawed. It really is flawed. And a lot of the money runs to the top 1% or 2% uh, by design. By yeah. design. And what we're talking about today is to help to des- help you design how you can have more money and abundance. And that's right. going to be the main topic today is and money. One, one thing, Adam, just to jump in on that, to tell you what my friend said, is I was talking about you know, how I want to be financially independent in three years. And my friend said, oh, you know, okay, I get it, kind of. I see what you're saying. And he said, but I'll tell you something. There's no way I'm going to be financially independent in three years. And, you know, that was a belief that really shocked me that that he voiced. Well, people will tell you what they believe. If you ask them, you know, what do you believe about your career and making money? They'll tell you. And part of what we just talked about and what I said was people don't know what it is they believe. And so if I'm coaching someone... I, what I do is I send them the questions from Raising yeah. the Bar, the book, because I have questions about the main eight parts of your life, and we do a walkthrough on the wheel of life and to see where you are. And, and then the questions that start to bring up the beliefs uh, are, are somewhat enlightening to you when you start to ask yourself, hey, what do I believe about money? And most of us, most of us believe money is hard to make. That's right. I can't have the amount of money that I really want. Right. I'm blocked from money because of whatever reason, perception, belief that you have around it. And most of it is, especially when you're an attorney, because I went through these beliefs and I had to look at them under a microscope. And once I shifted them, money started flowing. I yeah. I like to uh, to reason in my own mind, because this is the the pictures that started coming to me when I was doing these visualizations and really started looking at beliefs around money about 12 years ago, I liken it to you have this abundance channel where money can flow to you. And what we do is we stick a cork in that sucker. (laughs) We really do. And the cork will open up a little bit and some money flows out and it closes back up. And it's like, it's a a never ending cycle of money and then no money, money and then no money. And when I looked at that and I was like, man, that's an interesting way of of visualizing it, seeing it. And I was saying to myself, how can I pull that damn cork out and let whatever kind of money I, I want flow to me? I started to to pop into all these these ideas popped into my head, uh beliefs. What were they? Probably the same as you have. We just talked for a second about money's hard to come by. I can only make so much money as an attorney because what what are those? I can only bill so many hours in the the week rich and the people, day. rich people are greedy. I don't deserve the money. I don't want the money because if so, worthy I'm not worthy of it. Person. Like we talked, I'm not about worthy. I'll lose it once I have all this money. I'll lose it. That's right. You know. Yes. So all of these make up the mirror that the world is showing us, the universe, whatever you want to call it, as to why we don't have the kind of money we want. And so when I look at helping my consultation and my uh, consulting client shift this out. The first thing I'm going to ask them is that general question. 
and I know you and I have talked about this uh, in deep aspects of what does Casey believe about money. Yeah. And you have very similar, you had very similar beliefs to money yeah. that I did before I started shifting this stuff out. Yeah. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that path for you and what it was like? Yeah. So, you know, you think about, you know, it, it, that it's hard that it's, uh, you know, having a lot of money is the domain of others. I think the other thing that got from, that I got from me that, that you and I have talked a lot about is this idea that if I'm going to make a lot more money, I'm going to have to really work hard. You know, it's in the, the, the external that I talk about. It's, it's networking, schmoozing, shaking hands. I got to build a product. I got to write more word docs. I got to do more, more, more. Cause if you do more, you make, you make more money. And, and the shift that I've made and that I'm still doing is, is, and this is the question I'm going to shoot back to you now is, I made this understanding that, you know, opening up that channel relies, uh, depends a lot on how my beliefs and how I feel internally, not necessarily work I'm doing externally. Um, and that's something I'm still, still working on. So how, you know, there's gotta be a lot of our listeners now are going, wait a minute. I think about money. I go internally and then money will come. You guys are nuts. Like, how, so help here. How does, this money shift and, and obviously you just don't go in your bedroom and lie down and think about money and, and you got a pocket of gold on your doorstep. You actually have to do work. There's action yeah. that goes with it. That's but right. what the, the big shift for me was when I realized that it's not only the action, the external stuff, but it's also this internal intention that I had around feeling worthy of the money, valuing the money and kind of seeing the money unpack that more for me right now. I love yeah. learning about it, but yeah. also for, for people listening uh, right now and who are probably thinking, you know, uh, to make more money, I have to do external stuff. What's the internal component? The internal part is the most important part. And I'll, I'll right. tell you what happened with me. And I've alluded to this and I've talked about it a little bit. So if I'm reiterating or, or uh, going through the same thing I've talked about, uh, I'm only saying it again because it is important so that yeah. you understand my path and how I saw this go from, well, same, same thoughts that you had, same thoughts that people are probably having right now and in that, how is this possible? We are never taught right. this, is this horse shit? And, and as I said in the last session, I went through those same thoughts, especially around money, um, because it's almost mystical. You know, money yeah. is like this mystical, mythical thing where why can't I have more of it? And right. so when the, the shit started to hit the fan with the real estate market and I was making a really good living and then there was no closings. And we had all of our, uh, all of our business was real estate based. I mean, for the most part, we did some litigation, we did some other stuff, but 90% of what we were doing was real estate based. And so when I said to myself, okay, I'm going to start to implement this stuff. Let's see what happens. Let me tell you what happened. I alluded before about, okay, yes, I sat down and every day I visualize and then the limiting beliefs are coming up. I'm starting to question myself, these questions about money and uh, I didn't really care where they came from because I knew where they came from. They came from my parents and the grandparents right. and the great grand. I mean, it just kept flowing all the way down to me. And then I took these on. I was taking on some of the beliefs of my partner because he had been practicing, I don't know, 30 years at the time. And um, I, I took on some of his beliefs. And so yeah. I started visualizing and these beliefs started coming up like, oh, you're crazy. This is the worst real estate market that there's been in a lifetime. And how are you going to make more money? And, and I was right. like, those are limitations. 
Let me stop thinking those things. Let's cancel right. those out. Let's replace them with new beliefs. And then the visualization and the idea was to make X number of dollars into the firm. And it became, a, okay, my new firm. I had to start a brand new firm because that old firm and the partnership dissolved, which was the best thing to happen. I mean, it was yeah. like a divorce, right? I mean, it's it was not a good feeling and it was difficult to go through. It took three, four months to go through all that and split this and that. And But right. every day I sat down and I did that inner work. And so what happens after? It wasn't just like money popped into to my pocket. But what started happening was, and it was the strangest thing for me at the time, I'm like, oh my God, this shit actually works. Uh, yes, I did the inner work. I'm going to continue doing this inner work because it's working. And then it starts to to uh, build this wave. And it was amazing how it uh, occurred. So three months after I'd started doing this work, the amount of money I was focused on was in yeah. the operating account in my uh, law firm. And that is where I was picturing it. I was picturing it in that operating account visualizing logging into that operating account, Casey, and seeing that yeah. number. And when I saw it three months later, I was like, holy shit. So what happened yeah. between that time when I started and the three months it took to get to that point? And I, I'm not guaranteeing anybody that you can do this. You, you're going to have to do the work like I did, and you're going to have to line it all up. And it's your path, not mine. But I want right. to share with you my path because I think you can learn a lot from it. Yeah. So I start to visualize and as my beliefs started to release and new beliefs are coming in, intuition starts to, to really pop in and you start to get ideas. So what happened? Yeah. Uh, about two weeks after I started this process or so, it's been many years. It's, I don't think that was 06 or 07. It's 10 years now that I really put this into um, being, right? Yeah. I start hearing about... Short sales. I don't know what the hell a short sale was. A sh what's what's a short sale? Go online. <laughs> oh, so and so is doing short sale. What the frick is a short sale? Short sale. Oh my god. Okay, this is a real. Yes. All right. So short sales came to me. I learned about them. I, f I found an online program that it, someone was teaching. Interesting. Yeah. So like the worst real estate market. Everything's horrible. You're never going to make money. Right. You start visualizing and you find this channel within this market right. to make to help people yes. and also to make money. Short sales were one of well, and the other thing is as the beliefs are shifting, then I'm hearing about people that are doing a lot of business that you know I hadn't been doing. Yeah, so and so is doing a hundred closings a month. I was like, what are they? How I didn't even know there was a hundred closings a month in this in all of Fort Lauderdale and the county, and clearly there was because short sales was a big part of it. Then. I had done some foreclosures on the plaintiff's side and foreclosure defense over the years, and I said, how can I help people extricate themselves, either get a short sale done or maybe get a loan modification? Now, I yeah. wasn't going to help people live in their homes for free for years like a lot of the people, the attorneys did. I, I'm not here. I, I, I paid my house payment because I could because I went from not making a lot of money to making a good chunk of money every month, yeah. but I didn't want to help people uh, screw the system. And I know the system, yeah. it's a bit corrupt and it still is, but I believe if you promise something, you sign a note, you get a yeah. mortgage on your house, you promise something, you extricate yourself as best you can, however you can. Now, if you don't right. have any money, that's one thing, but I started doing foreclosure defense, telling people straight up, I'm not, if you want someone to help you to live for free as long as you can, I'm not doing right. that. I have integrity right. and honor. That's not how I do business. So right. foreclosure defense, short sales, 
And then people were coming back to me that I hadn't heard from in 10 yeah. years. Uh, oh, I'm refinancing because rates are low and because the government's starting to do things to stimulate the real estate market, even though they allowed it, the real estate yeah. market to tank because of the ability to write lo- I mean, we were doing closings, 100% loan-to-value closings, and I'm looking at this going, how is this person buying a $700,000 yeah. home, and how is someone yeah. let- letting them? And yeah. I knew then. I'm like, man, this shit's going to hit the fan at some point. But so these ideas are coming. I'm starting to hear about people doing a lot of business. Yeah. Then I start to believe much deeper, and I start having faith that what I'm doing is correct, and then I start to trust it. Yeah. Once I started to trust that process that we've talked about, yeah. the ideas are flowing, new clients are coming, uh, new bank clients started coming to me, and then three months later, boom, that money's there. We didn't even have an office at the time. I was using uh, someone's office address to get my mail and rent out their conference room. Yeah, We were working... And- Candace and I are working and you know, from from our uh, home office with our cell phones. So, you know, th- the world is your oyster here if you do the you inner know, work. Go ahead, Casey. It goes, it's a huge point what, what we were going to get to next, we were talking about before, is abundance. And that word's thrown out a lot. And I think yours is a perfect example of you are in the worst market ever. You're at the bottom. You might as well just throw in the towel and which a lot know, of people go, did go serve fries or go do something. Cause you're never going to make money in real estate ever again, or at least not now. And what happened is you shift those beliefs. You're not going to believe that way. You're going to believe another way, which is a lot of hard work. This didn't just happen oh, over, no, it was day over 45 minutes, day, half an hour, an hour. And I'm also dealing with all of the emotional shit that's coming up from the, the yeah. quote, quote divorce of the old law partner. And, you know, he was being a bit of a jerk and, he probably thought I was being a bit of a jerk because I was trying to protect myself. And, you know, perception was probably the same on both sides. But yeah. I was trying to be as fair to him as I could because I had done real divorces. I had done right. business separations and, and uh, con- continuity agreement, all that stuff. I've done that. And so I, un- I understood. I just want to be fair. I mean, I've been yeah. partners with this guy for 10 years, but I was also dealing with all of the emotional stuff that came up from that as well. So I was sitting there for an hour to two hours every single day, meditating, letting all that stuff free from myself, the emotional bullshit. And then the fear that was coming up, oh my God, I don't even have a law firm anymore. I don't even have a corporation. I don't have a PA. I have nothing set up right now. How is this going to work? But I just continued to have faith that the process that I was doing because I had learned it. I I'd started integrating it and I had used it before, but yeah. not to these depths. I was forced to do it because I had right. no choice. And yes, should I have split from that partner a few years back? Yes. But yeah. I got forced to because there was no money. There was no closings coming in. He and I didn't see eye to eye. I wanted him to look at what I'm telling you guys about. And he looked at me and he said, what are you nuts? So, and that's you, the thing is I, is I know many people listening. I know people I've spoken to through Leave Law Behind will say, you know, I, I, it's too woo-woo meditation, yeah. uh, you know, and, but it's part of the process is getting in the zone like athletes or celebrities or public speakers talk about, um, but it's really getting in that alignment and that connection. And I think that brings us to the, to the next topic, which is, which is abundance. And, you know, the takeaway that I really want us and please add to it where I miss, but the takeaway I want the listeners from from around money to 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 resonate with them is that, you know, it's believing this 
it's changing how you how you think, even if it's forcing and training your brain to think a different way, um, and then trusting it, and yeah. then really believing in it, and then you'll see as you did. <clears throat> Excuse me. Abundance happens. The the short sales come. The the people who want to refinance come. And so, the new clients will come to attorneys. The new job, uh, alternative job, will come. People will come out of the woodwork and introduce you to others. But it has to start with us. Yeah, yeah. And the fact is, this is an open mind, closed <coughs> mind type of thing. And. And when you have a closed mind, you're not letting anything in, right? You have a closed right. door, nothing can get in. But when you open your mind to some different thought, and this is not any different than the mainstream teaches about goals and goal setting and what you put your attention on grows. It's the same thing that Earl Nightingale taught back in the 50s, um, Think and Grow Rich. And all these books, they say these same things. But what I'm teaching you here, everybody, is where the rubber meets the road. Those things, you know, set goals, okay, I've read 10 books on goal setting and Brian Tracy and, and I, 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 as much as I could get my hands on back before I learned this stuff because I understood from thinking Grow Rich when I read that when I was, I don't know, 20, I understood that what you put your attention on grows. And what does that mean? It's the same thing that we've been talking about. When you put your attention on something and you can think of it, about wanting yeah. it and, and, and the attraction part of it, that's the new age stuff that people don't like. But it's the same thing that they taught in a different way. And right. what we're teaching you here is much more depth. So this isn't different. It's a different type of thought about it. It's a different type of formulation about it. But it is because as time goes on, when people take other people's work and they look at it and they start integrating, they're like, you know what? Here's what it really is. And then quantum physics starts coming around 20 years ago and a little bit before that. And we start looking at the scientific principles of this. And yeah. quantum physics lines up and shows us that this is the case. That's why when I, when I started studying quantum physics and I was like, okay, this is... Now, some people might call it quasi-science, but that's bullshit. When you look at the experimentation that some of these physicists did, and then they became quantum physics physicists after that... And you look at the experimentation from some of the uh, stuff that happened back in the 80s and even 70s, and you start looking at whatever that person observing the experiment, that physicist observing yeah. the experiment believed happened. And they were looking at this double slit, all these electrons or whatever the hell it was. I don't know exactly what it was. I'm not a physicist and I'm not a scientist. But when you start looking at what they're doing, and you then you put it and couch it in terms of, how can I implement this in my life? Money, abundance, health, uh, relationships. It is not very different. It's just, a, yeah. a, for me, it was a, it's a better way of explaining it. So to go back and answer the question <laughs> that you asked me, Casey, abundance, abundance has a part of it that is the money part, right? I mean, people, when yeah. they hear the word abundance, they just automatically go to They to do, money. wealth. But abundance yeah. is really about your life, living an abundant life, yeah. takes into account your relationships, your significant yeah. other relationships, your relationships with your children. Do you have abundance with those relationships? Do you have a lot of love in your life? Do you yeah. feel a lot of joy around your career? That's uh, right. Around, do you have abundant health? Everything in life can be tied to having this abundant mindset. And the mindset comes in when you start to let go of these limitations and these limiting beliefs, 
opening right. your mind. That's why when I talk in Esquire Academy or even in Raising the Bar and I say, open your mind because you yeah. have to. If you want to change, if you want to change anything in your life, you have to open your mind to some new ideas, some new thought. And that's exactly what I did 20 years ago when I started to read. And, you know, I, I was 19 and I was listening to Tony Robbins on CD yeah. and even tapes back then. Holy shit, that dates me. But I was opening my mind. Okay, this guy did really good stuff with himself and, and he's got 2,000 people in the audience. What, what is it? Oh, well, let me learn. And I'm learning yeah. that stuff. And I'm like, okay, there's something deeper here and I'm finding deeper stuff. And then as soon as you create the intention of wanting to learn about a topic, it's almost as if the books fall off the shelf. We, we, it, so, it happens. Adam, how, you know, one thing that I run into with a lot of lawyers who want to leave the law or who want to, as you run into, want to refresh their legal practice or just unhappy being an attorney, you know, is they're, they're just burdened by the student debt. I've got so much student debt. It's just such a weight on me. They, uh, you know, can't make enough money. Um, or if they are making enough money at the firm, um, it's just such a horrible existence. They don't like their partners. The the work is so boring. They're not in alignment with with their clients. Um, or if they're not making enough money, they're hustling. Uh, they can't pay their bills. They can't believe that they went to law school. Everyone thinks of them in such high regard. Um, and, but they've got this big secret that they're majorly in debt, uh, credit cards, because they're trying to cover their bills and they can't afford their payments personal or, or for their practice. So there's all of this angst. There's all of this anxiety. There's all of this confusion around money. Um, so, you know, boil, distill it down. I mean, for, if someone's going to take one thing, what is the first step that, that these listeners uh, can start on today to, to kind of change that belief around this existence? Because the loan payments aren't going to go away. They're going to still have to write that check, with, but they can change how they think about it. What, what would be a, a step they can take? Well, first, for me, in my life, what I stopped doing was focusing on all of the bad. Focusing yeah. on, oh my God, I've got all this debt, you know, and, and when I had these issues come around in uh, 06, 07, you know, I had law student debt still that was more than my house payment at the time. I had, uh, you know, an Escalade sitting in the parking, in the, in the parking garage and I had big, big debt. I mean, I had a, a lot of overhead. And so where the mind went at first was fear. It was, yep. oh my God, how am I going to do this? I'm on my own. I'm, I'm 10 years in. Yes, I have a really good back. I know what I'm doing. I can do anything that I want to do because I know what I'm doing. And I don't think we ever really know everything. <laughs> we don't. We don't know everything as lawyers. And, you know, there's people that are 30, 40 years in the business and they still learn. We, and this is life, yeah. right? I mean, but I could have focused on all of the bad that I was perceiving yeah. and all of the debt and felt that weight on my back. And I did for a few days, probably yeah. a week until I decided what you put your attention on grows. That's what I know. I know this intellectually. I'm not going to put my attention over there to what I don't want because I'll get more of it. I'll continue to rack up the debt. I'll have to. And luckily I had, you know, uh, credit lines and stuff that I could uh, tap into uh, if I needed to, or I had, right. you know, my parents um, had money. I, I I didn't want to do either of those. But what I did in the flip of that was let me focus on where I want to go, what I want, what are the intentions. And I had this little flip notebook and yeah. I sat down, I said, what do I want to focus on every day after I do my meditation? 
I wanted X number of dollars to come into the firm. I wanted to lose weight. I wanted to get healthier. I wanted uh, to build on the relationship I had. And I, I wanted, you know, I, yeah. so every day I had this little flip notebook and I went through all those. And so you can continue to look at what you don't want and you'll get more of it. That's right. Almost guaranteed. I'm not guaranteeing anybody anything in life because I don't know what their path is, but I could have done that. And any yeah. of us can do that. And so there's another f- part that people teach, and I know, Casey, you know this, is if you can't look at the what you really want because it's like, oh, my God, you're overwhelmed and you have all this debt and all this bad stuff's happened to yeah. you, have some gratitude about what's going well in That's your life. That's right. Reach for the best thought that you can get in this moment, and that will help you to move yourself out of a – the doldrums, the morass, uh, a heavy place where you feel burdened or even depressed. Um, but start the process, as we've talked about. If you want to learn a lot more about yeah. this, go buy Raising the Bar the book. It's nine ninety nine yeah. Kindle. You'll look at all the questions. We will start yeah. going through some of these 10 steps that I teach about in the book on these episodes. We'll go through each one, and one of them is beliefs, and we've talked yeah. pretty hot and heavy on this at this point. But abundance in life, take a look at every aspect of your life. Yeah. And I did this years ago in a Tony Robbins seminar, and a lot of people do this in their seminars, teachers and, and gurus, or whatever you want to call them. They take this wheel, looks like a wheel, and they split up the various aspects of their life, and they rank themselves from zero yeah. to ten. Zero is, you're awful, it's the worst. Ten is where, I, where you want to yeah. be, that's the best. And start to figure out what needs attention, where you need yeah. to put attention, where you need to shift your beliefs and let go of the limitations. And abundance can be yours in every single way. I've lived this. I yeah. know it works. And I continue to use the, these principles every single day. They work like clockwork. Casey, you and I wouldn't know each other if I didn't know these principles because That's I would have never exactly found right. you. I would have never been at the seminar yeah. where I told somebody this is the work I'm doing. I want to empower attorneys. I want to teach them. Yeah. I want to help them to figure out meditation yeah. and visualizations and intuition. And, and I'm telling people about this and, and they're looking at me like, oh my God, are you nuts? Are you, do yeah. you really think you're going to be able to do this? And I'm saying, yeah. that's your belief. Yeah. Fine. But I would have never been at that seminar. Yeah. And I would have never gotten your information from some lady. Yeah. I was in San, uh, Santa Clara, right below where you live. And someone's like, oh, I heard about this guy. His name's Casey in San Francisco. Yeah. You got to talk to him. I would have never ever connected yeah. with you as quickly as we did. Maybe I would yeah. have down the road, but that was because I had let go of the limitations that I, I can write well. And I am an author that I can teach. And I always knew I could teach because I was teaching from the minute I got out of law school about contracts yeah. and stuff to realtors. But you know, there are limitations that we have when we look into new career choices and yeah. this is stuff you go through with your own clients. Yeah. Um, it's all about where you're putting your attention and, taking the attention off what you don't want, putting it on what you want, and then doing exactly what we taught about in right. these last couple episodes. So we're going to... Go ahead. I want to just have... We're going to end uh, uh, and jump into uh, the next episode with other other beliefs and limiting beliefs. And this one about money is extremely important, so we dedicate a whole episode to it. I want to say two things about it. Um, if there's anything you take away from this episode, you know, I feel it's really that... 
uh, to kind of flip this paradigm as opposed to looking outside and seeing loan payments or seeing a lack of clients. It's really flipping it and giving appreciation for what you do have, whether it's a family, whether it's health, whether it's a law degree, whether it's even, hey, people think I'm smart, even though I feel like a fraud and I'm in debt. It's even that people think I'm smart. They think I'm bigger than I. Okay, start there. Take a baby step and really appreciate something in your life. Even if you think it's phony or it's superficial, that's okay. Start there with appreciation because that really flows. There's two two examples I want to give. One is, is a woman who I helped leave the law, um, left her firm, and uh, now is is really building up her career in education and uh, teaching and a number of ways. But she can't, all she is thinking about is I'm not a lawyer anymore. I don't have the stature of a firm. I don't have that. And we work to focus on, do you see the great work you're doing in leaving the law? Do you see the great kind of tutoring and practice that you've created that's more in alignment? So she wasn't appreciating all this hard work she's yeah. done over the last, she's paying her bills, not on a law firm salary anymore. Yeah. She is paying her bills and making it. And I, I had her shift her mind there. The other one is Abraham Hicks, a speaker that uh, you can find on YouTube, Abraham Hicks, just Google it. Um, I listen to it a lot. And she talked about a situation where it came to praying for rain in the, mm-hmm. in the desert of Texas where she is. And, you know, no rain was coming. There was a drought. <laughs> And the feeling that that the example she talked about is don't focus on I want rain to come down so that it'll make this dry land better. Focus, focus, focus rather, rather, rather on what you're going to do. I want rain to come down so that fish will prosper in the streams, so that trees will grow, so that flowers will bud. Because if all you do is focus and say I want rain to come or I want money to come because I got this desert and there's no water here. It's so dry. All you're doing is focusing on the drought on yeah. what's dry. And well, if you focus and say, yeah. I want money to come to, cause I'm so in debt. I want to pay it down. All you're doing is focusing still on the debt. Instead, yeah. focus on, I want money to come in. I want to be abundant because of all of this great stuff that I will accomplish mm-hmm. with this newfound abundance. It's just a shift in mindset. Yeah, to take that analogy a little bit uh, even further, Greg Braden, who's one of my favorite authors and going to see him speak here in Nashville soon, uh, he talks about a story of being out in the desert um, somewhere in Phoenix or Arizona, wherever, uh, with some American Indians. And um, the American Indian was talking to him about why the American Indians did rain dances. And literally a rain dance is... Going out, these Indians would go outside, and I have some Cherokee in me from way back, and so I really connected with this story, uh, probably because of the genealogy, but regardless, it was a great story. So to make a long story short, a rain dance is the Indians are out dancing around like it's (coughs) raining on them, and they're feeling the feeling Uh. of it being real, and that in itself is feeling it like it's done brings rain you know that there was a drought here. that That is great there was a drought here in this area and we live in horse country we have a pasture we have horses and the drought had hit us three or four months and people were just focusing focusing when's it gonna rain when's it gonna rain oh my god and i'm sitting here and every time someone would say that i would say why don't you make it like it's already raining in your mind and they looked at me like what the hell are you talking about and so (laughs) i wasn't focused so much on oh my god look at the the scorched earth and the grass is dead. And we just spent all kinds of money a couple of years ago, seeding this seven acre pasture and what the frick. And, and then I'm, you know, I could have done that, but I'm like, no, I'm going to focus on rain. And don't you know, it's raining today and it's been raining off and on for the last month. 
Yeah. I didn't particularly care if it rained or not, but as soon as people are coming to me and saying, oh, I'm like, okay, I guess I need to do some work here. And it sounds strange, but yeah. if I'm going to add my energy to it, it's going to be energy of the rain is here and I'm feeling right. like it real, not, oh, where's the rain and we have right. so many troubles and they're going to have to import hay, all blah, blah, blah. So that's kind of a funny that's little right. story, but it's not. I love it. Yeah. I love that. The the, the Native American, yes. uh, the dancing, that's what they're doing. I never knew that. That's well, great. And, and we discount ancient traditions and that is yes. an ancient tradition. We think we, we have science and uh, no. When you look at the ancient traditions, they taught right. this very same thing. Look up the emerald tablets of Toth, and that those tablets said what we've said today. That right. was thousands of years ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. we appreciate you guys being here in the next uh, episode. We're going to talk more about some of these limiting beliefs that we have as a profession, as lawyers and people, and we'll continue on with this discussion. That's right. Everybody, thank you again, Casey Berman, Adam Allette from Leave. Uh, love or leave the law podcast. Um, again, there's a lot of limiting beliefs that are standing in your way. There is work to be done, but uh, we are examples, Adam and I, of the hard work that it takes to do it, that you can really shift your mind and uh, create a new life, whether you want to stay in the law or leave it. So thank right. you again for listening. We really appreciate it. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.